Hey, I want to welcome you to another edition of the P3D Podcast. A reminder that the P3D Podcast, the 3D stands for Discover and Respond, Develop and Demonstrate Our Relationship with Jesus. This is the strategy by which the Passage Church accomplishes the vision. And so each time on the P3D Podcast, we try to talk about these things, talk about disciple making in some form or fashion. And today we've got a guest with us. It's Jarrett Hamilton. He's the pastor at Generation Church over in Clayton. Jarrett, welcome to the podcast. Tell us about yourself. Tell us about Generation Church, about your family. Just give us an introduction. Yeah, man. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Matt, for having me. Um, I pastor Generation Church in Clayton, uh, over right close to the downtown area. And um, I've got uh, been married for almost 25 years. We've got three kids. And we uh, have planted two churches now, one in just outside of Toronto, and then this one here in Clayton. We started in... February of 2015, over kind of closer to where Flowers Plantation is, and then we moved closer to downtown, which is ultimately where we would like to stay and where we'd like to do uh, the majority of our ministering. Our hashtag is for Clayton NC, and so we want to be about what's going on downtown, the businesses, the the residents, and just being the voice, hands, and feet of Jesus in that area collectively as a congregation. That's good stuff. And so we want to talk a little bit about today. Um, Jared and I um, serve together with a group of pastors called the Liberty Church Network and trying to help pastors. Um, tell us a little bit about Liberty Church Network, what it does, um, the purposes of it, kind of, kind of some things behind Liberty Church Network. Yeah, so Liberty Church Network uh, exists. It's about disciple making. Um, and so the vision of helping people become disciple making followers of Jesus was very much a connection point to us as a church and to me as a pastor, and I know you as well, Matt. And so we were, Matt, you and I were both a part of the the one that met in Raleigh, kind of the original one, the OG. And then we sensed the desire and the calling to start something like that for pastors in Johnston County over close to where we are. And so now we meet monthly. We always talk about disciple making. Uh, some of the things we never talk about uh, we don't ever talk about how many people showed up at your church on Sunday. Uh, that doesn't really matter. It's not about how many people are in the building. It's about what are we doing to raise up, mobilize, and send out the people that do show up, that want to be disciples, that make disciples. And so LCN or Liberty Church Network, that's what we care about, and that's what we focus on when we get together. All right. That sounds good. Um, so when we think about this, so for, I think for too long um, in churches in America, there's been a kind of a competitive spirit, yeah. both within the leadership of the church and within the members of the church. Yeah. And I'm not sure where that originated. Maybe it originated in softball leagues. I'm, I'm not right. sure <laughs> where that, that came from. But um, and so for pastors like you and I and other pastors in the area to cooperate the way that we do to accomplish the mish, mission is really, really important. Tell us a little bit about your heart um, and kind of your thoughts in that we are part of the what you and I talk what you and I call the big C church uh, generation passage Clayton crossings um, I think it's Scott Bolton's church uh, not not Michael Bolton Scott Bolton and yeah white Oak uh, white Oak uh, we're all small pieces of a much bigger puzzle and so ultimately the goal is for the kingdom to win and so if there's a win at passage, then generation can celebrate that because ultimately that's a win for the kingdom. And so my heart is to is to hang with guys like you, to hang with other like-minded guys that go, 
we're not competing against each other. We're on the same team. We're all working to accomplish the same goal and we have the same mission. So instead of fighting over people and feeling threatened by each other's successes, like let's celebrate those together because ultimately when passage wins, generation wins. And that's what this is all about. Yeah, I think when we consider the mission that we're on, there is way too much at stake for us to be territorial over um, people or where we live and, and those kind of things. And, and our church um, is a part of the LCN. We are part of another network that's over in the eastern part of Wake County yep. with some pastors over there just trying to do life with pastors, encourage one another, live on the mission. Because you said a win for, for generation is a win for the kingdom, which Passage Church is a part of, which is a win for the Passage Church. Exactly. And we want our people thinking that that way as they go out to the workplace and interact because they need people on their team in their workplace. And if those people happen to go to generation or to another church, um, Hey, let's team up and let's be on mission in the workplace. Um, one of the things you guys do well at generation is, is thinking through, um, getting folks in your church to live on mission where they are. What are some things that, that you've seen or some, some success stories you've seen in your church of people really adopting the mission to take the mission of Jesus um, into their workplaces or into their neighborhoods? Yeah, I mean, we, we talk about it a lot. We elevate the mission uh, constantly. It's uh, in front of our people regularly, and it's something we we try to do. We try to resource them with things to, you know, whether it's to keep the mission in the front of your mind or tools and resources that can help you as you try to, uh, to live that out. And one of the things we do, we talk a lot about and we give out is these, we call them blessed bands or little uh, little plastic or rubber uh, bands um, that you wear on your wrist. It's got the bless acrostic. B is for be in prayer. Like you got to stay connected to the God of the mission uh, all the time. Listen. So where I'm starting to listen to you, if you're my neighbor, I care more about hearing your story than about telling you mine. I think a lot of times when it comes from Christians, we are so obsessed with sharing the gospel that we forget that there are entry points of the gospel that feed into people's lives. And if you look at like Jesus with the woman at the well, the first thing he told her wasn't that he was the Messiah. He led with a conversation about water and then eventually it led to a point where he was able to speak into a place in her life that she could receive and respond to. And so listening is a big part of that. The Ian blesses for eat. We're going to all eat 21 meals a week. What if we intentionally said we're going to have two or three of those meals and we're going to share those with someone who may be far from God. The first S is for serve. So we're, as we're listening, as we're eating together, needs are arising. We're jumping in, we're serving. And then the last S is share. We're sharing our life. We're sharing the gospel, sharing what Jesus has done for us. And so we try to keep those things in front of our people, reminding them constantly of the mission. And then another thing that we, that we do is our, uh, we talk about helping people say yes to Jesus. So When they say yes, one of the things I often ask is, okay, what can generation do? What can we do to help you take this step? Sometimes it's helping them acquire resources or giving them a place to meet or even just showing up and praying with them. Sometimes it's hanging with them in uh, neighborhood or community things that that they're doing. And so trying to just constantly keep them, them focused on the mission and looking out and then coming alongside them when they are cultivating relationships. I think of one of the guys at Generation, his name is Tom Schmidt, and Tom and Regina do this probably better than anyone. They uh, they throw the best parties. Uh, their, their street is uh, full of 
people from neighboring streets and neighboring communities and they literally will come and they'll have for every holiday they'll have 50 people gathered in their driveway sharing a meal together uh just celebrating life being the hands and feet of jesus and when opportunity presents itself even openly sharing what jesus is doing in their life and so we see a lot of those stories and those are the things that we that we try to celebrate that's good. That's good stuff. Um, and so I think about about kind of where you and I, because um, what here's the deal. Not not it's not any uh, credit to us, but but kind of the idea of what we're talking about here to churches living on mission together. Yeah. Um, really, for me, comes back to somebody who really helped frame that yeah. in in Jimmy Carroll. Um, when we were going to start here, somebody said, "Hey, if you're going to start a church, you need to go uh, have coffee with this guy Jimmy Carroll." And yeah. I didn't know Jimmy; had never met Jimmy. Me. Yep. Um, I called him and immediately a couple days later, we're meeting at Caribou Coffee and he immediately kind of invites me in and just anything I need that he has that we can use, he basically makes accessible to yep. us and says, there's nothing we have that's not yours yep. and have access to that. Um, and I know that, that he played a, a large part in your life mm-hmm. and tell us a little bit about the impact in kind of seeing the mission, the way that you do that, that was kind of um, impacted kind of from him, I guess we could say. Yeah, so Jimmy uh, Jimmy Carroll hired me out of college. That was my first job. Hired me as a student pastor. I was, I think, 21 years old. Uh, and in fact, we just hired a guy um, to be our student pastor. That's a, a couple months younger than I was when Jimmy hired me. And um, But he was uh, a mentor and a boss early on in our relationship. And I did a lot of dumb things. There are numerous times he kept me from getting fired. Uh, the lead pastor, the senior pastor, wanted to let me go a couple of times, and Jimmy would always say, well, no, like, I believe in Jarrett. Let me talk to him. We'll figure this out. And so uh, for a while it was boss, it was mentor, and then over the years it became more of a, a friendship, more of, of co-laborers in this mission. But he always, back from the very beginning, from 20-plus years ago when I, when I met him for the first time, he was always a man that was lived with a lot of clarity and focus when it came to the mission. And so it was always about the mission. The mission was always the most important thing. And when you're around someone like that, they say in leadership, things are more caught than taught. Uh, we sat down and we talked through structure and order and how to pastor a church and how to handle conflict and how to do weddings and funerals and all of those sort of day in, day out, like the nuts and bolts of, of ministry life. But what was always coming out of him, just being around him, was this passionate focus on the mission. And it's something I don't ever remember going, I want that. It's just something that gradually became a part of my life. And so over the course of the last uh, 20 years until he, until he passed away, I mean, we, anytime we were together, we would always have conversations about that. And it, it's filtered down into the way I live and the way I lead. And we talk about mission a lot. And anytime I meet with someone, I always ask them, what are you saying yes to? What's Jesus calling you to do? What's like, what's the next yes for you? And those are all things that I just not even learned. I just caught by being uh, around Jimmy and having that, 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 the access that he gave me to his life and the mentoring role that he played in my life. Yeah. So it's worth thinking about like 
the this podcast exists so that people can listen and kind of go, okay, here's something I can take and immediately apply into my disciple making. So we're just talking about a guy who has impacted both of our churches. And the way he did that was by inviting us in. And so we got folks that are listening and saying, okay, hey, how can I hear this and make immediate application? And I think what I'm just hearing you say, if you want to know from my story, is this this consistent inviting people in. It's there in your bless and the blessed strategy. It's there in what was modeled for us in Jimmy. Just this inviting people into our lives to model for them what it looks like to follow Jesus. And I think that's uh, one of the takeaways. If you're listening to this right now in your car on your way to work, uh, be in prayer. Who can I invite in uh, to work? Who can I invite in um, in my neighborhood, into my life to to model my life? And so, um, well, let's get back to kind of thinking through again um, as we kind of look to wrap this up. Uh, churches and church strategies um, and, and those kind of things. What are some practical ways that you think churches can partner together Um though in different places for gospel ministry? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a there's a lot of uh, different things that can be done. One of the things that we're doing is we're partnering with a church in Raleigh called LifePoint Church. Donnie Williams has become uh, one of those voices that when Jimmy died, uh, that left a void for me. And Donnie uh, became one of those people that uh, came alongside me and has spoken truth. If you know anything about Jimmy, and you do, Matt, uh, Donnie says all of the same things that Jimmy said. Just a, he was just a lot nicer about it. <laughs> you know, Jimmy was just very like uh, direct, and uh, you would leave oftentimes with your feelings hurt, feeling like he just beat you up, only to realize on the car on the way home, like, no, I needed to hear that. And so Donnie says all those same things, just a little bit, a little more sugar um, with it. But we're partnering with LifePoint, doing a thing in 2022 called Devoted, and getting back to the book of Acts, the, the greatest disciple-making movement, that the early church, uh, Acts 2, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to community, and to prayer. And so we're breaking down 2022 and doing this together by the first uh, third of the year is the apostles' teaching, the second third, the focus is going to be community, and then the final third of the year is prayer. And so we'll do some things together along the way focusing on community, maybe even we've talked about doing a worship night together. And so some of those things where you can gather together to uh, to worship, I think sharing resources is another way, like you were talking about with Jimmy, um, like at Generation, anytime a pastor calls me and says, hey, you did, uh, you I, I did a, one of the, the one day talk at Refuel in Raleigh and a guy uh, I ran into at the Refuel in Lynchburg a few weeks ago says, hey, that message you did, at uh, the one day, like, are you okay if I take that and share it with my guys? And I was like, 100%, like, I'll send you my notes. Um, so sharing resources, things that, that we're either creating or we're getting from, from others. Uh, I also think uh, doing things along the way. We've done this before. We partnered for, I think it was Impact Week is what it was called at the time, and uh, getting our, our people together to serve alongside one, one another without feeling threatened. Like, if we do something... And it's uh, an, an event that, like, the, the, the source or the place that we gather is at Passage. It's not like I'm telling our people, don't go there. You know, you can't go in that building. Um, it's, we're, we're part of the same team. So this is just another opportunity to make an impact for the kingdom. And, hey, if they come here and love what is happening here and connect with a few people that are part of Passage, if it's ultimately going to help them 
be more effective at making disciples, then like by all means, leave generation and come and be a part of this, you know? So I think there's a lot of ways that you can do that. You can accomplish that. Yeah. I think what we've already talked about that we have as believers in the world, we have an enemy. Um, we just can't be deceived to think that a brother or sister who attends the other, another church is it right. And so they are not the enemy. They are brothers, sisters, uh, co-laborers in the gospel. And so we need to see them that way. And we need to see other churches in our area that way. And they are not the enemy and they are a friend. And we want to move forward on mission, uh, with them in, in those ways. And so I just encourage folks listening to this as you consider, um, what's it look like for you to live on mission? in your neighborhood. Maybe no one from the pastor's church lives in your neighborhood, Mm -hmm. but maybe someone from Generation does live in your neighborhood. Listen, you're hearing Jared and I say, hey, you guys combine forces for the sake of the gospel in the neighborhood and where you live and and get after the mission uh, together. And so, well, that's great. And Jared, I appreciate you taking time to come in and and talk a little bit about this and kind of encourage our folks to do some of the things that you've already talked about. As we wrap up here, um, as we do with every single person that comes on the podcast, we ask for a recommendation either from a book you're reading or music you're listening to or both. Okay. Uh, book I'm reading right now is Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate no. that. Appreciate uh, that. Uh, Future Church uh, is is one. Whether you're, uh, whether it's a pastor or someone that's, that's a, not even, I wouldn't say, we're all ministers. So as ministers of the gospel, that's a, that's a great book. And then another one we're going through with the, the pastors in our LCN group. Uh, phenomenal book. I'd recommend it to anyone. But emotionally healthy discipleship by Pete Scazzaro is a uh, is a is a great resource. And then my music recommendation right now. I'm all about Christmas. I know it's not Thanksgiving yet, and so if you don't like it, that's fine. You can stop listening. But a legendary Christmas by John Legend is uh, is a great. Uh, great album to listen to. So a check legendary, Christmas. legendary Christmas. Yeah, legendary Future John Church Legend. and Emotionally Healthy Discipleship. Yeah. Um, I have got Future Church. I haven't started into it yet, so I need to. But enjoying Emotionally Healthy Discipleship. Hey, listen. Eddie, Eddie Money's yeah. another good one to listen to anytime. Who's uh, that? Eddie Money. Eddie Money? around 80s. The people on this who know who Eddie Money is, uh, you need to come to Generation because you're being led astray by hey, that. Hey, don't, don't say that, man. You My wife who, is the biggest 80s music fan that I know. You don't know who Eddie And Money so is. I'm sure I know because she listens to it all the time. 80s all the time. Oh my gosh. But well, I, I'm sure that's that's what it is. Hey, look, you, you can't, you know, Jared's a little older than I am, I think. So that's probably it. But how old are you? I'm 43. I'm literally less than a year older than you. See? So like you I said, know who Eddie Money is. Jared is older than I am. Well, if but, you're listening to this, send Matt, uh, pictures of Eddie Money albums, get him some music. We need to get him cultured. All right. That sounds good. Hey, um, right now it's the holidays. It's Thanksgiving. It's Christmas. It's a great time to live on mission with family. Um, Real quick, we're going to talk about this at church, but we have got an opportunity for you to do this with your family. Um, We have got books that are available called It's Christmas Unbelievable by Rebecca McLaughlin. Um, They are $1 a piece. Um, And so we didn't want to give them away because you'll just come by, grab a handful, and they'll stay in your car for a year. (laughs) So they're a dollar a piece. You got to pay the the big bucks. Um, But just think of the family members you would like to get this into their hands over the holidays and then follow up with them. Read it with them, follow up with them. But you're going to have the opportunity of being around a lot of people who yeah. probably don't know Jesus over the next month. And so let's begin to pray um, how God can use that time intentionally with those people that were around. So, Jared, thanks a lot for joining us. 
All right. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys again. Uh, Seeing you at church soon or uh, join us on another P3D podcast.